Done. <laughs> Did you do it on record? Yeah. Press or it the record. beat after record? No, press it record. Good, good, so did I. No, that's what Jordan would do. I know I know him so well. Julian, uh, we have some follow-up to do, and first on the list is uh, to check if that like, you have a fountain pen yet, another fountain pen on your list. Uh, I don't currently. No? Are you going to get one? Please get one. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, you, you've asked me this a couple of times now. Every day. <laughs> yeah, you have. Uh, like, you know, I've got a couple of fountain pens. Is, is that not enough, not enough for you now? Are you, I mean, you have two Lamy Safaris, right? I have two Lamy Safaris. Not, uh, we're not including my disposable fountain pens. No. So I think it's time you get another and actively buy some bottles of ink like me and get into it because I'm, I need someone to, to do this with. And you need I, an well, ink buddy. to be fair, I have an ink buddy, but I want more ink buddies. I feel like it's your time to yeah. share. Yeah. I guess and, I, and what and what should I get? Uh, I think I think you know Twisby Eco would be good to start. I, I it's think your, your new favorite pen is actually. To be fair, is this actually your new favorite pen? It is. Yeah, yeah, it right. is. It really is. Um, I I want another. Um, I use it more than my Jetstream at the moment because the majority of the analog stuff I'm doing lately is in my journal in my Hobonichi. Um, so it actually, yeah, I tend to be using it a lot. And I really like it. I actually uh, I'm getting some more ink for Christmas as well, so um, I kind of want both of those colors to be able to be used at the same time. And that means I need another fountain pen. Uh, see, so, see, so you're gonna go from one fountain pen to two. see. This is what happens: you go from one to two. Then, you know it, you have then, four. You're telling me to get a black nib as well, which I actually really like the idea of. Um, yes. Why? Why have I been telling you to get a black nib? <laughs> because I don't like. Oh, you're shaming me. Because I want to keep. I want to keep the silver nib clean, and it gets ink on it sometimes. And then I try and be very specific and clean it, but it's hard to because you just end up making it dirtier. And yes. you said that a black nib would solve this. Well, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be nice. To be fair, I did see the Kaveco AL Sport Night Edition, and I was like, damn. That because it's entirely black, including the nib. And I was like, "Damn, that is a very nice pen." Now that um, that would be that would be a really nice pen, but that can't be the only one though, because you can have to get if you if you want to see your ink, you have to get another demonstrator. So that can be pen number three. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's how it works. Right, I see. I mean, that one would be perfect for black ink. Oh no, that's boring. I don't think you know. To be fair, though, I. I don't think I ever want black or like black blue um, or like, you know, that kind of ink in in a fountain pen. As an, as, a, as an aside, so it wasn't a nice fancy fountain pen. It was something called a Sailor Ink Bar, which, by the way, I absolutely loved. It was a wonderful fountain pen. Um, essentially, they're disposable fountain pens. Um, right. They're only available in Japan. Um, it, it's a very kind of modern looking, um, mm-hmm. pure white pen, but it had an off black is like a light is well, sorry, like a dark gray ink. I loved that ink. It was like, it wasn't black. It was just, it had, it had something to it. So, yeah. you know, obviously the black of the ink, as you do the kind of the strokes, there's, there's no variation in the kind of the tone of it. But because it was lighter, you just got this really nice effect where, you know, some parts were darker and some parts were lighter. Um, 
I have no idea what it was. It was a sailor. It was a sailor pen, but it was like I say, it was like a cheap kind of disposable fountain pen. Um, but mm-hmm. a, a very dark gray might be an interesting choice. See, uh, so I I don't think I want any dark colors like that in my fountain pens. Yeah, you just use a a jet stream or something. If yeah, you like exactly. That. Like if I want if I want to use a dark like black blue ink or whatever, I just probably just you know pick up my jet stream because that is what that those pens typically have in them. But when yeah. it comes to like my at the moment, the fountain pen is using is being used majority of the time in either a Rodeo Pad or a um, in my my Hobonichi. And in that case, I kind of want to be a bit more playful with it, and therefore, like, I want to be more, I want to have more colors, which is why I've got the blue. The like, it's but it's not like a you know like a typical like navy ish blue for a pen. It's more of like a lighter blue, and I've got the purple. So I reckon I'd probably want to keep along these kind of colorful lines when it comes to getting more ink. Yeah, I understand that. So even if I was to get that, you know, the night edition Kaveco, which someone else in my life actually wants more, um, or like has pointed it out to me, um, if if I was to get that, I'd probably still put a colored ink in it, and therefore, you know, it'd be cool. But um, I will just say on the rodeo pads, actually, um, because I have that as a follow up point as well. I have got two more of them i got i got i bought some more recently just off like when i was doing like a court a4 order. a5 no i went for the same a5 sizes as i've had before um i think i still need to order the i still need to order the um pano books actually yes i would like one too when you order one i really i really 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 like the rodeo pads they are very very good notebooks and they're very like because they give me that space that i want Maybe, you know, the uh, compared to your field notes, right? Like, they give me that space. Then, I, But I would like the panel book or something else. Um, the thing that annoys me about the rodeo pads is that the old, you know, pages, when you, when you rip those out, because keeping them gets annoying, trying to fold them all over and, like, you know, bend them and stuff. When you rip them out, there's kind of nowhere to put them or store them or organize them. That was Jordan's biggest complaint about them as well. I, yeah. I've never really had that that problem because I don't tend to mind. Typically, I've I've just binned them off, but yeah. like some of them I've been like, oh, that is actually you know, that's actually valuable to have around, or maybe that is something that I want to store for you know historic purposes, or it's a reference material thing. Just just to, to point out, I opened up a drawer at work, and it's full of. Rodeo paper, teared off, just there. Some of it's squinched up. Some of it's, it's just a, it's just a mess. Is that mine or yours? Mine. Okay. Mine. Yeah. Because in there, there's also like unopened Amazon packages that I'm never going to open, and and it's just like in that kind of the drawer of the abyss, I call it. Um, where it's just, it's just like I should have just bin them. Yeah. Well, you obviously haven't missed them because you haven't been wondering where those notes are. I'm trying to figure out what I did with the rodeo pad, to be honest. I can't find it. That's why I was looking in there. I was like, where is the rodeo pad? I just got remnants of it, like body parts just turning up. <laughs> Serious question, though. What, have, have any of you guys seen my rodeo pad? No, no, absolutely no. Okay, fine. So I'm like two-thirds of the way through my, my first rodeo pad. I actually didn't use it for a long time, but it's still a very valuable thing to have around. Um, and I've used it more than ever recently. Um, and I've got two fully new ones. 
but like with these these new ones, I was like, oh, actually, might I might want to use them as like a project book because um, one of the things I'm working on recently, I'm going to have a lot of material around that, so maybe I'll want to use that as a project book. But then it gets annoying how the more pages you have still attached, it you know um, you have to yeah. fold those over and you can't bend them fully not, over. It's not really designed for that, is it? The, no. One of the one of the things that. I always kind of loved about the rodeo pad was the fact that um, it does that nice thing where the cover tucks yes. around so that it can sit there on your desk ready Flat. for you to use the next slice of paper, write something on it, tear it off. It's like having a stack of paper right on, on your desk, which I think, you know, future jewels, some point in the future, the idea of having a stack of like you know, white paper available on my desk. I've seen lots of designers who do this, architects as well. Of just having a stack of white paper that you could just pick one up and just, you know, draw something and just, you know, use it at any time. I like that idea. My desk currently, it wouldn't, I don't really have room for a stack of A4 paper like that. Mm-hmm. But I like that idea. The Rodeo pad lets you do that kind of thing of just having a pad there ready to use. Um, But it's also something that you can then just, you know, cover up again and put in a bag or put, put on a shelf um so you know i i really like those properties about it but you're right you can't if you keep the the pages on it you just fold them over it's and then the later pages it loses that flat feeling it has when you actually do um when you you know you're just saying you put them you you tear them off and the, the cover folds around the back and it's completely flat against the table like you would lose that it would be bouncy whereas it feels yeah. really solid to write on um in a in a good way and you would lose that because it would always be compressing the you know bits of paper underneath it. In order, you'd have to flop them over, and it's just yeah, it's not ideal for that stuff. So I wanna I wanna work out a way to you know actually keep those pages and not and not remove them because some of them I do want to keep, but I don't have I, like my notebooks all have covers, and that's where how it you know it all contains a notebook. It, it's the pages, right? I don't typically rip them out. So um, it's strange. The panel book is a is a spiral bound, you know, notebook. So it actually doesn't have this problem, which is really good. It means that yeah. you're you're building that kind of project in that book. You fold it all the way around, and then it goes onto the bottom. So yeah, it's the, the, the top. The top is always completely um, clear. So for, for keeping them as a project, the panel book might be a better choice. Yeah, maybe. But I have two. I have two blank ready pads, and I, I'm. I'm happy with that at least uh did you say blank yeah i've got two brand new ones but they are they dot grid or yes dot grid Ah, yeah sorry i was actually they're like three pounds on cold pens or whatever and i was like oh that seems cheaper than what i thought they were but they're, they're really cheap and they're really really um i don't know what's the right word like they're just very very good notebooks for very very good price so I would recommend those personally. Um, Jules, you have some you have something to talk about. We spoke in the episode of Brad Dowdy, and I think the last episode as well about how um, Jetstream were working on a or Uni were working on a um, a new kind of pen and refill, like a, a prime replacement. And yeah. It's hard to name, you know, to, to nail down the name of that right now, but we have it as the rotating prime delivery single. And you are like, I really want one of these. I wonder if I can get one off eBay and manage to get one. Yes, I did. Yeah, I have managed to get one. 
I've been um, using it almost exclusively and I've been making notes because I would like to actually do a proper review of it. Um, and I've been kind of writing down some of my thoughts in, in, um, in OneNote. So I can certainly share some of my thoughts with you on it. I'm very pleased to have it. Yeah, and I, I've played with this as well. And I, I, um, I don't have much to say like Jaws will, but um, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, so um, the kind of the main thing about this one is actually the refill. That's like the most important thing about this pen. Um, the fact that they now have this um, standard G2 refill um, inside it. And, you know, you can buy the refill on its own um, from from uni, or you can actually buy this pen that includes the refill. This is the, currently the only one that includes this refill. I decided to go for that option because I, I didn't, I don't actually have any other, like any preferred pens to put a G2 refill in, in any way. I mean, I wasn't going to not get this. But I think the main thing about this pen is the fact that it has this refill. Um, generally, I mean, it's not, uh, I, I don't think it would particularly turn any heads in terms of looks. I mean, it, it doesn't look bad. I think I it's like better it looking looks. than the current prime. Um, yeah, I think they're, I think they're, they're more or less on, on a, on a par. I don't know. I don't like the curvature of it. It's like one of those ones that kind of gets a bit chunkier. Yeah. So it's, it, mm. it kind of looks pregnant. It is thicker in the middle and it kind of tapers at each, at both edges, right? So it's, um, whereas the, uh, the, the previous prime single, um, you know, our favorite one, um, that is less so because it only kind of tapers at, at one end. Um, this also means that the, um, the clip has quite a large clearance from the barrel at, at, at the end. Again, it's not necessarily a problem, but it's something to kind of, it's something that is noticeable. Um, obviously it is, it rotates instead of clicks. One of the yeah. things I, I do like the click on the, on the other prime single, mm-hmm. um, but this is, this is a rotating one. I have got used to it, but, um, a, a few times when I first got it, I did, you know, try and try and click it. I would say that part of the problem with having a rotating one is that I often leave it out. Yeah. And I have got, because of the fact that I just leave, leave the, um, the kind of the, 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 the end kind of sticking out. I have got ink on my keyboard. Um, I got it on my okay. hands. I've got it on my clothes. Um, I just, I don't know why I just, I'm clearly not particularly good at, um, at putting it away, but I would say the way it writes is, is very, very nice. Now you used it a couple of times. I don't know if you can, yeah. I don't know how easy it is to describe, but it feels like it just, the way it moves is slightly different. I, uh, yeah, I mean, just a couple of things before, before that specific point. I would say that the rotating is, it seems very long. It's a very long rotation where I would like uh, it yeah. to be a bit shorter. Um, yes, the, 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 the rotation. So uh, I do use another rotating pen, obviously, which is the, the Sharbo. Yeah. And the rotation to, to, um, to actually put one of these ends out is significantly shorter in the Sharbo because of the fact that there is yeah. three, Somewhat, like a hundred, yeah. like the complete rotation, um, is three different ends. Whereas this is a complete rotation pulls out just one. So it's not even, actually it's not even 360 degrees, but 
Um, it seems like it's it's over like double. Uh, it feels over a bit slow. It feels very slow. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say that also the benefit of it being rotating is that. So my my prime, I'm looking at it right now, and the end um, actually has paint removed from the top because when I'm like sometimes I'm like on a desk and I'll just kind of like tap it on the desk to get the you know to pen you know to click the pen out right. Yeah. And because of that, I've lost paint on the top, so it looks really strange. It looks like a a guy going bald on the top, and uh, that annoys me. So a, a rotating pen would prevent me from doing that, which would you know then mean that it doesn't have that paint removed from the top. But in terms of writing, I haven't really, you know, spent as much time as you have with it. But uh, it seemed okay. It seems very fast. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really have much to say about it. It seems like a jet stream, which is good. You know, yes, it's all the good things about a jet stream, isn't it? But it, but it does feel better. It writes a lot better. Like, I, maybe it's just the weight of it. But I just feel like it, it definitely feels good to write mm. with. So, um. The this type of refill is um it comes in like um like a metal um I I don't think it's pressurized with gas, but it's sealed um the the refill. And I think that may mean that the actual refill will last longer because obviously the standard jet stream, the SXR sevens, I think mm-hmm. is the ones that we use. Yep. They are kind of plastic. Um they've got the They've got the ink inside and then they put like um like a plug on the end, like um um like of a different like a clear uh liquid on the end that kind of follows the ink as it kind of comes down. Whereas this is is like completely sealed off. Does it does it write upside down? Uh, I not as far as I know. I don't think it's gas pressurized, like say for example, a Fisher space pen space or anything pen. like that. Mm. Um but I I would say that now this is my favorite um, refill. That's good. I I wouldn't necessarily say that this is my favorite barrel, and and it makes me think that. I mean the the previous prime single I probably would have said that that was my favorite barrel, but that's not my favorite barrel either. <laughs> um, I think maybe. I'm going to keep my eyes out for a possible new um, barrel next year, maybe. Mm. Um, but I'm going to be using this one until then. I, w- I wouldn't say it's like the, it, it's my favorite of the ones I have, right. whether I think it's the best one in the world or whatever. Yeah. It, I, I, it doesn't, I don't know. There's something about it that just feels like, yeah, this'll do. This is, this is good. I like it, but it's not, it doesn't wow me. And I, it would be nice to find something that's, um, that, that kind of does. Um, so, so now this is, this is the main one I, I use. So I use this and the Charbo. So, um, all the kind of refills that I'm using are these, um, standard size refills now, but they're also more That's expensive. They are. They are. The, the SX, like the, the D ones are very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Annoying. And these, and these, these, uh, G2s will be as well. Actually, I, it's hard to find a price at the moment. Um, yeah, exactly. I wonder, but, I, but, so- I mean, it has been expensive for me to get this from Japan um yes and i wonder the, when the, they will be available yeah. for you know general purchase from yeah a better source i mean even the primes for me is like you still have to buy those off ebay you can't buy those in the uk or like the, the single yes the, the prime single yeah. you can yeah, you can get right. the prime multi pens everywhere but I, I i struggled to find a prime single 
and yeah, I'm just I'm so not interested in those prime multi pens yeah, in neither. the slightest. Like neither. with the 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 Shabo X is the is far superior Shabo to 10. anything. Yeah, Shabo the Shabo Ten, the Ten S. <laughs> yeah, it's it is it's it's superior to anything else on the market. So there's there's no way that that's changing. Yeah, uh, so. Because of the fact that I love my um, my Sharbo so much, I think actually, let's face it, out of the two, my favorite barrel is probably the Sharbo. So my my favorite pen is probably still the Sharbo X. That's good. Yeah, just 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 realize that. Yeah, I think I would say that, <laughs> that is actually my favorite pen. Um, but this is my favorite um, like non multi pen, right? This is this is mm-hmm. this is definitely a um, a more luxurious writing experience if this is the only ink I want to use, whereas for if I'm leaving the house and I'm just taking one pen with me or whatever, the one that stays in my bag is the, is this Charbo. Um, so, you know, I, I would, I will be looking, um, particularly at the, the zebra, um, pens to see if there are any barrels that they make that fit with G2s to see if there's one I like, but uh, overall, I'm really, really happy with this pen. I'm glad I got it. I really like the refill. Um, I'm re- I do really like it. Um, yeah. Mm. Um, it'd be interesting to see when you guys get them or, or when you get one, Andrew, if you get one. Yeah. Or oh, maybe I'll just stick with fountain pens now. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I, I, I will happily get one of these once they become more available. If not, if you ever want to buy one again and you're doing it from Japan, I'll, I will I will tack onto that order. Yeah. Um, okay, last thing in, in stationary, stationary land for a bit. Uh, Jordan, you have been using uh, an MD notebook again. I think we spoke about that in the last episode. Um, how's that going? I've been trying. <laughs> I've been trying to use it. I um, I think I, I th- I'm not sure if I mentioned that I started with the Jetstream in it and then switched to the Kurotoga. Um, I have made that decision to try analog again like you know rather than being fully digital going analog for next year so i thought i'd give the last few weeks a try i'm finding it really difficult to remember to use it if that makes sense it's almost like my brain doesn't have a place for it anymore therefore it it isn't getting used for the things i would have used it for before i went fully digital and I was saying to Jules last night that I think it's because I use OneNote for everything now and I use OneNote on my Surface Book for everything and therefore it's synced to my phone and then it's synced to my iPad. So then every device is my notebook in some form of, of, of another or in one in one form or another rather. Um, so I'm kind of a bit not worried. Worried is the wrong word because at the end of the day, whatever works best, right? Mm. But I'm. I don't think with the way I work right now, where I'm I'm moving around a lot, uh, I travel a lot, um, and I don't even have a desk at work now. <laughs> so I, I, mm, oh, I think I think getting a desk at home is my 2019 going to do this at some point in the, at the start of 2019. I think I will probably just have my notebook and pens and pencils there and notebook there. Yeah. And that, that'd be like my notebook station. And that, that and way, you know, if you want to do that kind of thinking, that's the, that's the place to go. I, and I think having a pano book there 
right? It makes sense. I could have something like a, a pano book there, right? I think what I'm hearing be... is that we need to order at least three pano books now. So desk for 2019 is the plan. I don't know. Don't I don't know where I'm going to put it properly yet, but I'll figure it out. So I wonder then. So, I it, do you feel right now that you're pleased that you've got a notebook for when you want it, or is it is it just making you more uncertain about what where where things go? Is it helping or not? It's not helping right now. I'm looking. I'm actually. I can see it from here because I actually took it out when I was doing my charging station stuff. I'm looking at. it, I'm thinking. I really want to use it. But the stress of me wanting to use it is causing me like, well, what would I put in there now? Or, or because I've got so much stuff in OneNote, that that would be the best place to I put it. I think the 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 reason that kind of that you know spurred you into um, getting another notebook, another analog notebook, was that at some point you just were like, oh, I just want to do a bit of a brain dump, didn't you? You wanted to sit down and, and get some stuff out, and you decided to do that on. And I did it. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I think. I think I've got this, I miss using my pen. I miss using my pens and pencils. I think that's really what it is. I miss the the feel of writing on paper. You know, like, I I think, yeah, that's what it is. But plus the MD notebook is beautiful. It's a beautiful book. It's a beautiful piece of paper engineering. And you've got the nice cover as well, right? Oh, yeah. It smells like horses. Does it still, does it smell? I think they all smell like horse manure my hobonichi smells a bit odd for 2019 i will say yeah i think it's it's there's something about it i remember when i first got it and i was like (laughs) this smells like horses and (laughs) i thought maybe it would be just a a one-off and then i got this one i was like like hey mate can you check can you check this does this smell like horses because i got someone else to check and they're like yeah it smells like horses and i think it's to do with the leather because it's like a leather it's like a it's like a leather, isn't it? Or is oh, it I don't know. Paper? I th- Maybe it's, it's made from horse manure. It seems like it might be made from horse manure. <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it's some <laughs> kind of paper. That's what I thought it was. I'm not really sure. I'm. I'm not really sure. Um. So, uh, Christian has the one that you have previously, and I think I'm pretty sure at this stage that it just smells of baking and and, mm. and bacon and other cooking related things because she uses it to to store recipes and things in. I want mine to smell like bacon. Mm, yeah. that'd be great so in terms of in terms of notebooks right i'm using i'm using my um Pabonichi weeks and i love the size and i love the layout i'm really really happy with it but the thing that i love so much about the Hobonichi uh techo is the fact that i had this system whereby i've got a case that mm. that has a little pen loop in it and it's got um my little area for putting you know my note cards in and other bits and pieces i don't have any of that system with this Hobonichi weeks but i love the layout so something for me to think about um over the next week or two is is how i might actually find a case or something to zip it up because i've really enjoyed having it i really really have because you have these two pages open for the whole week and i've Basically, it's been a mixture of like um, professional and personal stuff, but kind of project projecty personal stuff, if you know what I mean. So, so tasks and you know reviews and you know 
key uh, milestones and things like that go in there and kind of like the top level thing of something in a day, but not like deep reflection that I used to do in the Hobonichi. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, in the in the Techo. So um, it's been a really good, it's, it very much reminds me of my moleskin that I used to use. It's very, very similar and I have enjoyed it. And of course I've been using it with this new pen as well, but I can't, I just, Andrew, you saw me complaining about this the other day. The the bag I have doesn't fit all of these things in. And what I'm doing is I'm just putting it in there loose and I'm putting the pen in there loose. And that's, yeah, that's no good. I, mean, I can't do that. I mean, the bag's a separate issue. That's that's You you want that kind of slimline bag and you want to reduce your carry, whereas I don't have that. But uh, in terms of the carrying of the pen and notebook, yeah, like I I I couldn't go back to... I don't. I, what did I even do before I had this seed cover? Oh, I did have, I had a, I had a cover that just basically wrapped the front of the Hobonichi, but and then I, everything else was in a pencil case, yeah. right? Yeah. And it was all just loose in the bag. But having this unit with, that I can just take around, that is the notebook and the, the pen, like my field notes, plus note cards, plus pens, including a fountain pen and two uh, jet streams or, well, the Sharbo and the Jetstream Prime, um, is awesome. And I don't. I couldn't go. I couldn't go back from that. I don't think it's. I was just thinking about how. What would I do if um I got another fountain pen, and I because I couldn't fit another pen in this cover, uh, in in the, the seed. I would probably end up either just switching them out on a like daily basis uh, at my desk here, or or I would have to get another case. But um, I I I think I think getting a case for you is definitely the right the right way to go. Um, finding that case is probably where the the tricky, um, like tricky part is. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be searching for both a case and potentially another barrel for my pen. <laughs> yeah. So yes. double Jordan. Um, to wrap to wrap up, I think you've got all the tools, but it's more just that you aren't finding the time or location really. Like to me. When I sit down to use my notebook, I like, you know, the desk to be kind of clear and like, mm-hmm. like flat, yeah, nice flat desk, you know, place it out, you know, you're not doing it just in any, any old place. Yeah. You'll do it at quite specific places. It yes. will usually be a desk at home or desk a at desk, home at, or work, desk at work. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. I can't do it on a train. <laughs> nope, I, can't, neither. I, can't, I can't do it on the sofa. It just nope. doesn't work. Nope. Exactly. And where do I spend most of my time when I'm at home? On, on the, the sofa. sofa. <laughs> No, um, I, uh, well, you don't have a desk, so yeah. Like, I. Exactly. Also, when I travel, I find it hard to do it on, what, to do it, to do it in, like, you know, a hotel room, whatever. Like, it's, when they have, like, those little sitting areas, that's probably the best place to do it. But sometimes Mm -hmm. I just have to, like, forego it because it's just not, I don't, you know, don't have the space. Also, when I'm on the train, I feel kind of conscious about it. So I don't really want to. The bumping. Yeah, the bumpiness. Like, there's people around. Getting a notebook out is a bit strange. Oh no, I know, I know lots of people that make notes on train. I try it on my iPad, but what happens is, I you have to write really quickly because you can't write really neatly because the train is, it's not like bumpy like turbulence wise, but it's if you are trying to write neatly, it is rocking around, and that would annoy me. Uh, it does annoy me. So, hmm. Mm. 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 yeah. But anyway, twenty nineteen, there will be a desk, and I will. Probably not put a screen on it straight away because down in the house we we have down south there's no screen on on that desk and I and I do no 
I do notes and stuff on there. It's quite nice because I have a completely empty desk with yeah. just nothing on it. This is this is why getting this other part of my desk um, is is so important to me because like I'm sat here in front of the 27 inch iMac that basically dominates the desk and um, not like it's quite a deep desk, but even then you you feel like obliged to use it or if you you know you want to just put some stuff on in the background or whatever and then you kind of move the keyboard out of the way to have that space then it feels weird using the iMac when the keyboard's off to the side like having that dedicated space for my notebooking and just the iPad as well will be so beneficial for having that kind of that space you've just spoken, spoken about where it's the right place to notebook even though I don't feel bad notebooking here it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely what I'm looking forward to. So we've been talking about reading and books and Audible and um, Kindles as well. We've, we spoke about Kindles on, on the podcast previously, but we've been talking a lot about this in like kind of just face to face or on Slack or whatever. And um, it's kind of like this big, pro- like, I don't know, we're all aware of it. We haven't spoken about reading in general on the podcast itself. Um, so... I think I'd, we just want to talk about that for a bit. We have a couple of points. Um, for me, I um, basically Audible is the only way I can um, really read or uh, consume books. I don't do well reading physical books. I have one on the go right now, but it's going very slowly. Um, and I also just don't really like sitting there and reading because I often find time. I, I often find my my brain just kind of like. Uh, goes in different directions than I actually wanted to. So I struggle to to read physical books, but with Audible, I find that's the way I can consume books much easier because I'm typically walking and it's the only thing I can do at that time. Um, do you guys... I mean, you guys are both fine reading physical books and uh, listening to audiobooks, right? Yeah. Yeah, I am... Um, I... Well, uh, hmm... When it comes to like audiobooks, um, I think it was maybe a year ago. I I, I hadn't hadn't probably tried Audible um, until someone mentioned it, and I kind of I think I downloaded like uh, the first book on Audible was a recommendation by Jules, which was Super Intelligence mm. by Nick Bostrom. I think was the book, yeah. Uh, and I listened to that, and then I, I I it was kind of it wasn't a slow like burn, but it, it took a while to get through, and then I I kind of cancelled my subscription, but then. I realized that several books that had been recommended, I listened to one, which was, it was like a 13 hour book and I listened to it in like four days or something and it was just great and I loved it and I was like, right, Audible is now a thing. Uh, mainly these are non-fiction books, these are all like business books or yeah, or like kind of theory books or, wh- or whatever. I mean, how, how would you class Nick's Bostrom Super Intelligence book? It's like... How would you class it's, it's that? Non, it's non-fiction, I suppose. Yeah, but, but, yeah. It's but like yeah, a... non-fiction is, is like a massive encompassing <laughs> yeah. thing. Um, it's I like don't standard know. Depends. Yeah. It, it's not like an education book. It's more like a... Th- I wouldn't think call it a theory book. It's more like a, a, a book about a specific topic with yeah. an expert in the field explaining bits about it kind of thing. I don't know. Research book? I don't know. Nah, I don't know. Anyway. Research in a book? Yeah. So... After that, I was kind of hooked, and I realized that if I got into the right book, um, I could go through it. And and what I always realized, or realized, what I always thought was, if I buy a book, I have to listen to it all. And then having spoken to Jules uh, quite considerably about this, um, 
I realized if I didn't like a book, that's fine. If I couldn't get into it, that's actually, I can stop listening to it. I don't have to do this serial, uh, you know, must listen to this book and finish it before I go on to the next one. And that's what was my, always my, um, what's the word kind of philosophy on that. But since then I've been like going through different books and, and, and more recently with all the traveling I've been doing, uh, there was a book that was not on audible, uh, called good to great that I, um, I read and, um, I, I bought the book and I, and I started reading it and I think I finished it in about three or four sittings. Uh, it wasn't a huge book, but I was like, I actually wanted to read this one. Mm. Uh, but I did a lot of traveling with it and it was kind of cumbersome to, to take this hardback book in, in my bag up and down on the train, seven hours of train rides and then on planes or whatever. And I realized as well that there were several other books I wanted to read, not necessarily listen to. Uh, so I, th- I, th- I thought, well, I'll get a Kindle. And, um, uh, and they they just released the new. There were always oh, a pre order for the new Kindle. I didn't realize new Kindle Paperwhite, uh, and I just bought a load of books, and they were just there on my Kindle. I had a Kindle before J- Jules's old one, um, but it was how should I say it's broken. Its battery's dead. It's ten years old. It was the first one that came out in the UK. Um, it lasted a long uh, time, considering it did. It did, and yeah, I. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's fantastic. I think it's so comfortable. I think if you if you've got several books you want to take along, you know, with you everywhere you go, then that's the reason to get it. And it was relatively, you know, cost I'd say cost effective is the right word. But um the actual Kindle books are kind of just as expensive as the normal books. Yeah, they is, are. They aren't they aren't significantly cheaper or anything. They're still no. they're still pretty much the same. Um but I would still, but I still listen to Audible, so I've I've been listening to quite a lot of nonfiction. But one thing we did talk about was, um, I find the nonfiction books harder to get through quickly because I want to really take them in. I'm trying to learn about something or, or whatever. But I picked up some fiction books um, from my old kind of, I say old from my teenage years of reading teen fiction. I thought I'll put some of them on my Kindle for easy reading, and I blitzed through. Uh, two two books, fiction books that I, uh, you know, on a plane, on the plane drive, plane journeys, like plane uh, drive. So, yeah, plane <laughs> drive on the plane drive, um, and yeah, so getting into reading again, and this is something that Jules was talking about to me as well, like quite quite good. Is like first things first. No, I have no. <laughs> originally, I was a bit like nervous, thinking, is it okay for me to download old school books that I read as like a teen just to to read them again? It's like no problems with that at all. Like they were good books and it's easy reading and that's totally fine. Easy reading is exactly the thing. Like mm. um, when, if you ever have, if you ever find that you're having difficulty reading something that you really want to read and like you're having difficulty focusing or you haven't read anything in a while or anything like that. My personal thing is to get, um, get one of the books that I, you know, trashy isn't necessarily the right word but like um you know books from when i was a teenager or whatever that i like that harry I, potter yeah well I was, I was thinking more like um sugar rush or doing it but whatever um and uh, and um i find that i read them because i've you know i read them before they're, they're easy to read then you're not trying to learn like new concepts you're just reading 
because it's fiction it's a story and it's usually a narrative about people and interactions and conversation and dialogue and things like that and they're because they're easy to to read you get back into reading and by reading one one of those or a couple of those suddenly it's like picking up the kindle and reading something is um is like a habit that you're doing now right yeah so so by then swapping out the content for something that's a bit more serious or that you really Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or something that you really want to read it kind of kind of bootstraps you into that way of thinking yeah 100 percent. and just i i was a bit i was i love books like i love the spell of books i love holding a book i love just having books you know the physical mm, paper book it's just something that you just can't beat that feeling and um i was debating like buying this book on kindle or buying it on on like heart you know paperback and i kind of i've i've kind of said to myself look if you want to buy the book on the kindle and the paperback do it because i've i've been switching from uh, good getting things done i've been reading partially on paperback and partially on kindle and i'm always going to come back and forth to it it's one of those books where you will maybe finish it or read it multiple times right so actually having it on a kindle makes it super easy for you to pick it up and go right i just want to read this bit of that book right now do you know what i mean like you don't have to go right i need to go home and get the book or it's here it's on this bookshelf it's you know but having said that i i loved loved reading the paperback version as well so um i was like yeah it's that whole digital versus analog thing it's it's like oh god you know i can't use my md notebook because i'm struggling with with the switch and it's like in this instance, it's actually a lot easier, you know? Yeah. I mean, getting things done as an example, I have the audiobook, the paperback, and I have it on the Kindle. And um, I think the audiobook I've used the least out of those, but um, it's nice to have that, com- it's, you know, it's nice to have that combination because it depends mm. on the, the, the situation, es- especially with books like, uh, you know, getting things done. Um it's it's a reference that you go back to and i personally have a lot of notes on my kindle version of getting things done i when i got back into reading i read a lot of paperbacks and i read a lot of fiction and um and things like that uh but i also read some non-fiction like you know getting things done and uh, other books mostly about kind of productivity um you know some mm-hmm. about mindfulness and meditation and things like that um when i got a kindle my original thinking was that basically if it was a book that I was going to get as a, you know, an average size paperback, I would rather have it on the Kindle. But if it's say a reference book, like for a, you know, a programming language or something like that, I would be happy to buy it as a, as a, as a book. There was something like the windows internals or, um, you know, expert of sharp or something like that. It is much nicer to have a, ha- a larger hardback or even, you know, a, a paperback, but a, a larger kind of reference book that you can plonk on your desk and kind of flick between the pages um, because it's easier to do that kind of thing with those books um, as a physical book for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would, I definitely wouldn't want to carry that around with me. And I, you know, so having anything that I, 
anything else, anything that doesn't isn't better being a physical book, I would I would get on the on the Kindle. Uh, my Kindle actually has a combination of um, books that I've got from the from the Amazon store, uh, PDFs that I've downloaded from uh, usually kind of documentation or you know white papers on a piece of technology or something like that. I have a lot of those on there, and I put them on there regularly. Basically, I, I use it as a USB stick to store these PDFs, mm-hmm. um, and that way they just they're just there. Um, and and also there's a few others that I've kind of some you know EPUBs or whatever that I've actually manually converted and put on there. Some some I've gone to the effort of actually doing covers and stuff with, but um, I don't tend to do that these days. I just kind of put them on there. I'm not too I'm not too worried about how they about how they kind of look on on the device. Um, and then the Kindle um, the Kindle is the number one kind of way that I I tend to read. Uh, especially traveling, um, but also, you know, at home in bed, um, because you know, the backlight and everything is, it's like, it's super convenient, but I don't tend to read at my, my desk with it. So it's usually kind of in bed, sofa sometimes, um, or, or traveling, but not often kind of like, you know, at my desk, um, Mm-hmm. but but like like jordan said like i don't I, I mean obviously i use audible as well but i don't tend to feel bad especially with audible if i decide that i'm just not into a book one of the you know we're not sponsored by audible but one of the nice things about audible is that um if you don't like a book you can just return it and i take advantage of that i really take advantage of that um i could i could get 50 percent way through a book and mm-hmm and leave it and come back to my to my book list and look at it and go oh i've got no credits on amazon sorry on audible mm-hmm. i would really like this book but that book i never finished uh i don't i would rather have the the other book than this book so i'll just i'll just return it and they don't ask you any questions they don't yeah. seem to check any of the stats they don't say oh you you listen to it all so no i've completed books and then returned them um so i'm not I'm not afraid to do that. And I've, I think that's a really kind of good thing for the, um, for audible. Um, and yeah, so I think between those, that's usually how I like to get my content. Yeah. Um, one of the, one of the things that I enjoyed quite, quite recently was actually listening to, um, to some fiction on audible. I, a lot of the time it's nonfiction, um, and as Jordan mentioned earlier, um, part of the problem with that is that you're, you're often, you're learning a new concept or something and you kind of got to pay attention to it and you've got to mm-hmm. reread it or listen to it again. It's like, it like, it takes more of your cognitive energy to, to listen to something that you're trying to learn from. Um, whereas, you know, fairly recently I, um, I listened to the Minecraft books, the fiction books, um, which, you know, they're aimed at teenagers. Of course you did. Yeah. They're aimed at teenagers. It doesn't, I don't care. They, they, they were enjoyable. Um, there were, there were two of them. They're, they're quite different. Um, they're well narrated. Um, but I found that, you know, on, on an evening, if I'm maybe, if I, maybe I'm playing Minecraft, maybe I'm just, you know, going to bed or whatever, having something like that on is 
a good alternative to you know watching YouTube or watching Netflix television. Or whatever, it's, yeah. yeah, it's 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 really kind of good to have that kind of fiction you know book as well. Mm. Um, though I don't I don't tend to lean to fiction normally. I I usually enjoy it when I do. Um, so. Uh, just just out of out of uh, interest i recently i got a couple of books that you recommended um recently andrew but i haven't actually listened to them oh yet. yeah but um which ones are they so um if you have to bleep was, one then then please do yeah the subtle art of not giving a f- was one of them um and the other one was the hard thing about hard things which jordan recommended oh, yeah. so i have those ready to go um but the the book that I'm actually listening to at the um, at the moment is called Other Minds. It's about um, octopus brains and how like how they think, um, which I found to be really really interesting. And you know, it's one of those ones where it's nonfiction, and I'm and I'm learning from it. But it's not a subject. It's not like I'm trying to apply this learning to my life right it's not this is a productivity method or this is a way of changing habits or this is a way of being mindful about things it's not instructing me on how to do something yeah i'm basically listening to someone's research and learning about something that i have no you know it's not really a, it is related because obviously how the mind works is super interesting to me but um, it's not directly related to my field. So mm-hmm. again, I can listen to it on an evening without feeling like I need to pay too much yeah. attention to it. And, you know, I'm I'm finding books like that pretty enjoyable at the moment. So so from my point of view, I, I, I use Audible more than, well, Audible is the only source of books, really. Like I said before, I um, have been reading one physical book, but it's, it's a slow burn and struggle to find time for it etc um but something that i've noticed is that autobiographies on audible are the ones that seem to about like people i'm interested in are the ones that are the most like the the um jobs autobiography was like 25 hours long or something like that and i did that in literally like three days i literally yeah. was constantly listening to it because it was really 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 good like, i found it really interesting i think it's the same kind of thing like you're it's not trying to teach you something though is it you're you're hearing and it's non it's non-fiction but you're hearing a story it's mm. a narrative about yeah, someone. exactly and and part of um part of that kind of like leads into other things that i've listened to that i've enjoyed more but uh, i struggle with a lot of books in general, like I find them quite boring when they're not phrased in certain ways. Like sometimes some books I've listened to have been really boring. Um, like Creativity Inc. I've got halfway through like twice and I just really, I get bored of that, but I really want to finish it. Um, cause I feel like the actual, most of the information of that book is in the next half and I've never got there. Um, one thing that I will say is that I find so much, I, I love, podcasts right like i i keep banging on about it to you guys and have done for years now but um that is where i like to spend a lot of my time listening to podcasts whenever i'm driving um whenever i'm walking whenever i can in the office and don't feel like i you know it's not going to be interrupted for example but i feel like i have i have a lot of love for for podcasts in in all these different forms and i have certain favorite ones i i love more than others but 
those ones because they're conversations mm-hmm. i am hooked to that and i don't ever you know start thinking about other things unless it's something i actually feel good about or um like i don't i don't have this problem with them and i i get really into them uh so I, it's it's strange and obviously i could listen to a lot more podcasts that have information that a book has in it but a lot of the time even my podcasts lately at least are they're kind of tech related app related kind of like the, the you know the maybe's podcast or their uh, comedy um and do by fridays is an amazing show which i've i've recently binged and got back up to and it's it's a really 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 good show um but there's no real you know like knowledge benefits or listening to that show it's just uh it's just amazing mm. so um so leading on from that i because because i love them so much i every time i walk every morning for about an hour um and there's time around that so about two hours in total where i can listen to a podcast and in 2019 i am going to try uh swapping it around so that i'm actually listening to books uh, in the morning rather than podcasts. And I have a lot of podcasts to keep up to. I was going to ask about that. How do you deal with like the, the podcast that you would normally listen to not being around? Because that's the least with books, thing. I, I, I typically, if they're not around, I will fill the time with either listening to a back catalog of certain podcasts or the book. Right. So, so it's this is the way around. The book, like I quite enjoy it because there, there's always books. There's always books to listen to. The biggest problem I have is making sure that I've got a catalog of books that are ready to go because the last thing you want is to finish a book and go, right, what am I going to read next? And then have to spend ages deliberating over it because you don't want to pick a bad one. I, I have that problem solved for books and for podcasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like I find, I found the biggest problem that I've had because you do it when you're walking, which is a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I tried to listen to, a, um, I'm listening to the, the, the uh, brief history of time audiobook by yeah. Stephen Stephen Hawkins book. I keep banging on about it, but I I've been listening to it and I listened to it on the plane and I fell asleep. Right, I listened to it in the car where I would normally listen to books and maybe it was just because I was tired, but I almost fell asleep. And that's not the book's fault because the book is really good. I spent a few hours on the plane on the way back and I listened to it fine, but for some reason that book. And maybe it's the, the velvety smoothness of the, the narrator's voice that is sending me to sleep. Uh, I have to, I have to do that. In the, I have to listen to that book in the morning when I, when I, when I'm not tired for some reason. And maybe it's because my brain is thinking about all the gluons and the quark <laughs> plasma that it's on about. But I, I don't will know. say though that Jordan, you have a, an amazing ability to fall asleep in in various different ways. On in, thanks, like, Andrew. Everywhere. Thanks. So I don't yeah. know. I'm not just going to blame the book here. I think it's just you're. you're uh, you have an ability when rocked by a moving thing, you're able to fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, um, that's my biggest fear just for, for, for everyone's kind of knowledge, not having something to listen to and having to spend hours figuring out and reading reviews and working out if it's gonna be a waste of time. So going, going back to what I'm doing in the morning is obviously I, I use that time for podcasts and I'm going to start basically using that time for books more than before. Um, in fact, my, my current theory is that I will basically use every morning to listen to a book until 
that book runs out, hopefully I can get it done in the month. Because, I mean, if it's 30-odd hours, then it may overlap. But essentially, I want to do at least one a month. And that will be, the you know, from the first onwards, um, if not earlier. And then all the rest of the time will be podcasts. Now, the other thing that's worrying to me is that I obviously listen to a lot of podcasts already, like literally over like, you know, 30, 40 hours a week. And I love, I still want to do that. I still love those podcasts. I'm probably going to have to thin out the list a little bit. Um, but I still want to listen to those. And, um, I'm, you know, like that, that's upsetting to me because like there's the, there's the bit that's like, oh, it's enjoyable to listen to the podcast, but also there's probably some valuable, like more value in some of the books that I could listen to. And I, I want to have fun with it. I don't just want to be, you know, listening to, stuff about like you know listen to books all the time because they're not always exciting or interesting uh well that's the thing right you i who listens to who who will continue to listen to something that they don't find interesting or exciting like that's the, goes back to that well I'm that's a completionist, the thing that, which is the problem and i know well here's the, that's what i'm what i mean so when i was going back and saying i don't mind not finishing a book now like jules's counsel helps so much on this like if I, I all the books I've listened to and finished, I have greatly enjoyed and I find exciting, and you want to listen to them. So, I it's no, it's not too much. It's not different from like being being a, a podcast listener. Do you know what I mean? Where you find things exciting, or you won't listen to them again. Like if you listen to something for an hour or an hour and a half, and you think this is great, you're going to continue to listen to it. But this is the thing, because the the format that books are typically in, it's one in like one in a thousand books that I can actually get into and pretty much like like every podcast I listen to I'm really into and I it's, it's because of the the way they are like books to me they don't read well they're not conversations they're not the stories like that and I don't want to read fiction well I was gonna say um I was gonna say in terms of fiction um I've not listened to any fiction audiobooks yet, but based on a recommendation to listen to Ready Player One, Ready Player One, I which I want to read, narrated well, by Will Wheaton. I will do that because someone someone's literal comments were this was like being at the cinema but not being at the cinema, and that sounds awesome. Do you know what I mean? That that sounds fantastic. So this, yeah. So I've never actually listened to. Uh, fiction audiobook but I also have this one now and I am going to listen to it and yeah maybe really good but in general like I don't want to spend that time listening to fiction books why I'll, I, I, I just don't like fiction as a general you like thing I'd rather fiction spend films that. yeah that, that's different though like I, that specific time is being spent to like you know sit down and watch something that is fiction but uh, in terms of like the the podcast they're not always fiction they're sometimes well in fact then they're, they're not fiction I, Pod, I, yeah, well, I podcasts like aren't fiction right so i like that time not to be fiction stuff i i like gathering at least some information from um whatever i'm listening to that is not in that is not mm. that isn't fiction mm. i don't know i don't i don't see a difference if you're gonna say oh i'm gonna sit down and watch a film I know, yeah, but, I'm not, yeah, but Jordan, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sitting down and listening to a book on an evening. This is what I'm saying. Like sitting down and listening to a book on an evening is uh, is not what I'm doing. I'm doing it night in the morning, 
right? Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's not. It's, so it's not like you know, sitting down and listening, uh, watching a film. That yeah, that is completely different to me. Yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. I get, I get what you're saying, especially you know, you're trying to fit it into your schedule. Um, it'd be interesting to see how you get on. So, do you have a copy of Ready Player One as well? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see how you get along with it, um, because I, I think in some ways, um, perhaps you're kind of. Th- I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm wondering if you're thinking that there's less value in the fiction than there is in some of the non-fiction. I mean, that, um, that's kind of part of it, but it's also just that I don't enjoy. I don't know. I I typically haven't enjoyed fiction books or stuff like that in the past. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how you, how you get on with it. The other thing as well is that I also have a lot of, um, I have a lot of books on my list of like nonfiction stuff that I do want to get through because they've been recommended to me or there is, you know, they have good reviews, for example. So it's not just about the fact that, you know, um, I don't want to listen to fiction, but there's, there's more for me that I currently have recommended in, in my list that is nonfiction. Yeah. I think listening to fiction or reading fiction is a, is a really good way of zoning out of the of the like the real world not to mention the sometimes when you when i when i found i was reading fiction i, f- I felt like i was completely zoned out from the world which is kind of like watching it's like binge watching a tv series you know where you like right i'm relaxing i'm not thinking about work i'm not thinking about my own self and try, you know bettering you know my knowledge of certain things i'm just completely zoned out from the the real world which is quite a nice thing to be in like a state to be in um, but then the other side of it is, it's like from a creative point of view, um, it kind of listening to how people write and uh, write things and read things kind of helps me, for instance, um, think about how I phrase things or just learn about, I don't know, not necessarily writing, but it just allows me to kind of like take in the way certain things are written. And then it gives me a different perspective on the way I may think about things in the future like whether it's creatively or not it sounds weird but it it kind of like it's kind of like a palate cleanser isn't it you know it's like a dessert when you're eating and you're like well i've i've had all my food i'm gonna get a palate cleanser to cleanse the palate i find fiction is quite like that it allows me to kind of reset do you know what i mean yeah i understand that completely i think there's a a lot of value in stories um you know humans have been telling stories since they learn to communicate you know we learn to communicate and i think um you know, a lot of that is to, to kind of teach, you know, teaching tales, you know, stories, stories that teach, um, you know, morals and ethics and things like that through, Mm. uh, you know, sometimes fantastical, sometimes, uh, more mundane stories, stories about people who perhaps don't exist, but could be real. Um, and you know, you, you can get a lot of value from, from that. Um, one of the interesting ones is because of course we know that, uh, you know, I'm just going to try ready player one. Um, it's, it's well narrated, Will Wheaton's very, very good. Uh, he has a lot of energy in it. Uh, it's, it's an extremely nerdy book, which, which helps. And of course there is, you know, it, it is trying to tell us stuff about what might happen in the future. I think it's, um, I think it's actually a really good choice for a, for a book to listen to. Mm. Mm. 
So, episode 30. It's the end of uh, season three. What? What? Wow. Three mm. seasons. Yeah. We don't typically do, like, we don't do formal seasons. They're just kind of, like, you know, internally. We, we call that every ten is a season. Yeah. Every ten. Or you how long has the podcast been going, though? Like, how long have we been going with the podcast now? Nearly a year and a half, two years, something like that. Oh, did we not have a year birthday? What do you, what do you did mean? We not, did, we, did we not, like, have a Mavis birthday no. episode where we were like, oh, my God, it's been a year. I don't but think I'm so. to do that year two. Um, let me just two. look. So our first episode was released on June the 17th, 2017. So, yeah, roughly a year and a half. Oh, wow. That's great. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Season four promises to be action-packed with CGI and lasers. Yeah, yeah, CGI and lasers. I'm sure we'll have some things to talk about after after Christmas, if anyone gets any interesting gifts. I know what I'm getting. I think I've already mentioned it. You, so Santa things. has come and told you already what you're already getting? I kind of told Santa what I wanted, and he said he agreed. Oh, so he was like, yeah. Well, well she agreed. Kind of, well, you're on first-name basis with Santa, are you? No. <laughs> Isn't Santa his first uh, <laughs> Is it his surname? Oh, I don't even know. No, it's Claus, isn't it? Santa Claus. It doesn't have a full name. Why Why is our Santa knowledge terrible? That's terrible. Well, even still, I, I hope sure Santa brings... Name. St. Nick? St. Yeah, Nicholas, that's the one. No. Chris Kringle. Did you say Dave Nicholas? <laughs> Dave, <laughs> no, I said St. Nicholas. Dave oh. Nichols is Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> And also Tom Hanks in the Polar Express. No, that means, <laughs> what's his face? Steve Martin, not Steve Martin. Who's that dude that plays Santa Claus in the Santa Claus? In the Santa Claus? Uh, Tim yeah. Allen. Tim Allen! Alan Ferret. Is Santa Claus. Santa Claus? God, yeah. he's been played by a lot of people. So, Including Chris Kringle. So for me, personally, though, I'm more excited <laughs> about the fact that it's... It's the end of a year and start of another one. And while while that's not necessarily like there's nothing too special about that time in terms of um you know New Year's resolutions. There's no you shouldn't save a New Year's resolution until New Year's. Mm. Um because of the fact that for for myself personally it means new sections in OneNote, it means uh, new se- new notebooks, it means um you know uh New inks, new pens, yeah, new everything. I, you know, I save all my, you guys have seen my random photos, that, uh, images that I save off the internet. I save them all into a folder called 2018 this year. So there's a new 2019 folder to come. So for me, it's a lot, bit of a refresh um, rather than, you know, resolutions. But um, mm. I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm sure there'll be some things yeah. to discuss when we return um, in the new year. Yeah, I tell you what I'm really looking forward to. Getting the date wrong when I write yeah. it. Yeah. In the first the first few ne- few few weeks of the year. <laughs> God. I actually I already did that like, uh, about three weeks ago when I uh, had to book a meeting in for 2019. I was like, oh, it'll be the seventh of January, and I booked it in for the seventh of January 2018 in Outlook. Did well, it not? It complained. Oh, I was going to say, did it? Did it, com- it not? No, it co- it complained. It complained. I'm pretty sure it let me save it though. Because it, it, I didn't. Ha- it was well, one of those. You should be able to enter stuff that's in the back catalog. Like if you're that's doing, true. if you're using it for a lot, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I I am looking forward to having more time in and around um, where we live. 
I think last year for me, at least, me and Jordan, a lot was we spent a lot of time away, and that'll obviously st- we still be traveling quite a bit, but um, that was a lot of time, and it was quite a worrying thing, and it's, it's strange to be like a year, a year from that now. Um, yeah, I, I, I think in terms of like, uh, you know, New Year's resolutions or anything, they're obviously quite dumb, but it's a good, it's a good time to maybe think about what you want to be doing in the year. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm personally looking forward to just like, I have all the, the system and, and things set up how I really like them and things have kind of, you know, um, got a bit out of hand maybe. So it's a chance to be thinking about how you're going to reset those and, and start kind of nailing down the way your routine is, for example, um, and not just uh, that you want to be losing weight, for example. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the new year. I don't have anything major booked in for it, though. I guess, like, you know, there's no events coming up that I know of that are interesting. Is there anything coming up that you guys know of? Your birthday. Your birthday. Uh, but that happens every year. Um, I'm not sure. I mean... I. You know the te- technology world. There's always new stuff happening. Um, this, the the oh yeah, sorry WWDC yeah yeah. There's the gonna Avengers, be the Avengers Infinity yes. War. Okay, there'll be no, your um, no no Endgame even. Endgame. Is it your your monitor will get announced this year next year? I'm hoping so. Yeah, Mac Mac Pro and an external display. So there's always That's this kind of like it. marching on of technology. I know there's going to be uh you know another another version of minecraft will come out there's there's always going to be um you know plenty of interesting things the interesting for, for me and certainly in the the technology side is the stuff that we don't yet know about so you know what's going to happen with the surface andromeda which is a device that i've talked about quite a bit you know is 2019 going to be the year that that it becomes a thing or is it going to be 2020 um you know those kind of things uh while they always kind of march on, it would be uh, those are definitely things that I'm I'm interested in in seeing. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mavis Podcast. If you would like to find the show notes for today's episode, you can find those at mavispodcast.com slash thirty. You can also tweet us your questions at Mavis Podcast on Twitter. And uh we'd actually like it if you would uh, send us some feedback or maybe some topic ideas, what you're enjoying about the podcast. I'm actually really liking talking about stationery if you didn't guess that um given all the fountain pen changes in my life but um yeah if you'd if you'd like to you know tell us what you like tell us what you'd want us to talk about then you can do that by tweeting us at mavis podcast tweet any questions also or you can also email us at hello at mavispodcast.com i'm andrew hathaway on twitter jordan is at jordanism fire julian is at julian k I am looking forward to getting my, you know, my my desk sorted out, my other desk, so that I can have the microphone at the other side. Yeah, man, it has been so long. Um, <laughs> have they got your money? Have they had your money? Yes, they have. Uh, they said they wanted to do it before Christmas, and then I emailed them the other day, and I got a reply saying, 
that um, they're having internet and phone issues. <laughs> and I haven't heard anything. How convenient. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Internet and phone <laughs> issues. How so you emailed them and they emailed back saying they have internet No, 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 no. I got an automatic response. It was very, very uh, quick. It was too oh, quick right. for it to be for them. Um, yeah, right. And it basically says, like, we're currently experiencing phone and internet issues. What, do they use oh, dial-up? <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I mean, is this just in the entire Christmas? Is this going to be a thing? I might just keep emailing them, see if, like, I'm just checking if your internet and phone issues are resolved yet. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to that being a thing yeah. too. Yeah, It's been a while me. since I've been in your office. It would be nice to... Um, um, I'm trying to think. Have you, have you seen oh, the new Apple Box display? The new Apple Box display? No, I have not. Wow, it's been a while then since you've been here. It feels it feels like I've been it's been ages since I've had that. Oh. The office eight point nine is currently in play. Nine point oh is when I get that death. Alright. Oh, I didn't realise that they were versioned. Oh, I've just done many alterations, haven't I? Like I get bored and like move the sofa somewhere and like that'll do. And then I'm like, oh, I don't like that, I'll move it back. You know that. Yeah, I I do think there's something to be said for changing things around slightly. Um just to kind of give you a fresh feel um i don't do it with any of a room though yeah yeah well office is the most important isn't it uh, to be honest i actually i think that the office is the most important room in my house i don't use the ki- well i use the kitchen i don't really use the yeah room. yeah the living room is like a place that's between isn't it it's like the entrance way <laughs> you know what's really bad though i have actually considered moving my office to the living room because one it would be larger <laughs> and then like moving everything up here to be in my living room that's not a bad idea isn't apart from apart from when you get deliveries or people in the house it's kind of like a central hub so it might get annoying and i'll just send them upstairs that's the thing right, <laughs> it is you have strange. to send them upstairs it's like right go upstairs sit in the living room you could also get a little ladder installed <laughs> a ladder <laughs> sorry that's my minecraft mind yeah, I mean, I have, I have, a, I have just, stairs. Just stick, some, just stick some ladders on the wall. It'll be okay. I have, yeah, just mine out a hole. Um, I have, I have stairs going from that room to the to the office, pretty much. So it's okay. Uh, anyway, Jordan, what are your what are your plans for the office? My office. Yeah, I'm currently sat in it right now on on the bed, and I'm sat on an IKEA. Well, no. The bed futon is now folded back up to be a sofa, which means there is no space in the office. I now have finally a charging station where I can charge at least six or seven devices at any one time. I'm, I'm, can I just say something about that? Yeah. I'm really happy for you. But? But it's a f- mess, that thing. Is this part of the podcast? I don't know. It's all part of the podcast. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a mess. It's just because I'm using all my travel cables. So I was like, I'm not going to bother organizing these and making them neat because I'm just going to throw them all into my bag today because I'm going, uh, I'm going away. Do I want a charging station? It sounds like a charging station is a useful thing to have. To to to, to be fair, like if I had a desk like Andrew's, I probably I probably would have a little area where you know like a the the you know to put all my devices on. But the problem I've got is I don't have a desk, and downstairs in the living room is probably the only way to charge it, and I've got a living room table which has got two USB ports like near the plug, which I use. But then I end up, I end up charging like two sets of headphones, my battery mm, pack, my Kindle, yeah. my iPad, my iPhone, my Apple Watch or whatever. Because I've got another one now, so I need to charge both. But I'm, I'm alternating at the moment. I need a charging station because otherwise you'll come into the house and there's just a 
it's just what you've seen there, but much worse but, in yeah, that photo. You've got, to, you've got to kind of distribute them, haven't you? And yeah, and then Georgia will get really annoyed because she's like, "What is this? What is this? Why does my living room table look like a bomb site? You know, a bomb site?" So, uh, the desk is only like a third of my charging stations in the house, though. Yeah, because I know. I, you've I got have, like an area. You've got I like have an area. Watch and phone, obviously, near my bed, and then I have the one on top of the new bookshelfy thing that I have. Hmm. Has like a headphone and vape batteries area. Also, one hmm. lightning for my AirPods, pretty much, or whatever I want to charge that. And then at my desk, I have one of the. I just have the Anchor uh, USB C and four USB A, uh, thirty watt power delivery thing. And then essentially, there's always at least one lightning plugged in there, and then I just plug in USB C or anything if I need to for my iPad or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like so, the the reason for this was because when we were traveling at the start of the year, and we, we were pretty much in hotels every mm. every kind of three or four days a week. I bought that Anchor five port charger, charger, and it was great because I would just first thing you do is get into the hotel, unpack the charger with my Lindy plug because it flattens the Flattens the nice UK socket. Um, plug that in. Five things. I'd have my iPad, my phone, my um, headphones, and my my vape charger as well, and that would be enough. Now I don't travel as much. I mean, I travel quite a bit, but I was like, I need this at home, so I don't have to take out my charger. I've always got a base station, and I never really had the space. So going back to what's going on with my office, I cleaned it up so I could have my mm. charging station. And I'm going to. And then to... you messed it up again with all the kids. Well, no, it's it's like <laughs> it's fine. It's not that bad. It just it's just because there's just there's two or three meter lightning cables, and they don't need to be. They only I only need like the small ones, like the you know the ones that come with the beats, the the really small ones. Anyway, I'm going to get a desk. Long story short, and mm, I'm just looking at where I'm going to put it. And you're going to have a keyboard, monitor, mouse. Yes, yes, dock, but I, 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 the surface. yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, so I've, in this, the office that we have down south, I have some spare keyboard and mouse and dock, I'm gonna bring that up here, and then I'm probably gonna get one of those Samsung displays, actually, because I can't be asked, uh, mm. messing around with the dock connector, and, you know, peeing about with that, trying to get working, so I'll probably get one of those Samsung displays. And these are the the Bianca like you know five port USB things or whatever though. Like I've I've had so many of them that that it's not even just for traveling, like just around the house or just at yeah. a desk or like I have them at my desk at the office or whatever. They're just yeah. so so helpful. I think like, I want. One. I want to plug in all these things and have really good power to them, but I yeah. I don't want to use five wall plugs. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Like I don't have enough plug sockets to deal with that. So yeah, exactly. I, and also, I, I don't want to be going down to the plug sockets under my desk every time to plug some stuff in. I just want to be at my desk. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I so, so I, I'm totally with you. Like, I hate having, I, I, I hate, I hate the thought of plugging lots of things in because they are my travel plugs. I, I don't want like loads and loads of plugs. So they stay in my bag. And if I take them out, I hate forgetting them. Right. Mm. Which is even worse. So I, I actually carry my anchor five port with me. I also carry one of the Apple watch chargers, you know, with the flip plug. Yeah, and then I've got my Surface oh, Book yeah, charger, and good. I've got my Surface Book charger, which also has a USB in it, which is great. So I'm kind of covered for as many USB ports as I need. What I would suggest, by the way, mm. but like mm. something that I really love, hit me, bro, with the suggestion. Hit, hit, hit me with it. Hit me. Is replace the Apple Watch one with the new 18 watt USB C um, Apple iPad charger because that is a flippy thing, but it's also USB-C. more powerful. 
But it's USB C. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and then literally... you get a USB C to use uh, to lightning cable or whatever. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Because for one, it'll it'll fast charge your iPad. But it won't to use do it. the watch. Yeah. Well, I I totally get why that would be useful for you, but I have no USB C devices, and that would mean an adapter. I'm I'm just saying that if you want to fast charge your iPad, that is a way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, you uh, like we I was talking to you like like what was it last week, week before, that my iPad very rarely dies. I very rarely have it. Like it's always got battery. But maybe more, more, more so now that it'll die more. I don't know. Having said this, I, I, you know, like I said, the the anchor chargers, these chargers, they're like two point four amps per port, so it's quite, it's quite a decent charge rate, you know. Like, and you know, going back to the whole thing about plug sockets and walls, like I've recently, or not recently, like maybe several months ago, installed um, one of those plug sockets in the walls that has two USB ports in as well as plugs. Years so, ago. Yeah, maybe it was a year ago. It was a year ago, but that that kind of stopped me from having to buy temporarily having to buy like a, a home mm. a home hub uh, USB hub. But I I actually got the the anchor. It, actually, it's not anchor. It's Rav Power. I got a Rav Power one yeah. because it was six port, and my travel one is five port. And I thought, well, I'd rather have more ports, and it's slightly bigger, and then the the anchor one is slightly smaller and quite compact, even though it's five ports. Uh, that that'll be good for travel. So yeah, I mean, I'm, overall, I'm pretty pleased. Like, I'm just looking at. I'm actually looking at the charging station right now, and everything is charged. I believe. Yeah, everything is charged. Yes, good, good. So the the thing actually getting power to them is another problem. But the thing that annoys me the most about charging stations is the organization. And like, even at my desk right now, I just have a lightning cable poking out from under my iMac, or like a USB cable, like USB C cable going around my iMac to then plug into my iPad on the left yeah. of the display. Yeah, like. And also, if I want to charge a bunch of, thing, bunch of things, then you have to like lay them out next to each other. Like there's, it's just. Hard. I also hate those things you can get on Amazon, where they're like you know, like the black thing that has like the glass panels in between, where you're supposed to slot each device in and like plug yeah. it in. There. I hate that as well. I don't know how yeah. I want to charge everything, but I feel as though like all those solutions don't aren't like satisfying enough. Mm. So I wonder if I don't have it as bad as you guys then, because I'm looking at my desk right now. I have the the Surface Dock and a Surface Charger, and um, everything I have is plugged into those two things. Ah, right. Okay, fine. Surface Charger is fine for charging things, but the Surface Dock is terrible for it. I don't know if you've noticed this. I've but... got my phone plugged into it right now, and I've actually got the charger from my watch plugged into it, though my watch is not on it. My phone is actually plugged into the, to mm-hmm. it right now. Um, I it pos- it possibly is it's probably like plugging into a um into a computer's usb port i can i can kind of guess so uh, the the biggest gripe i have with this is if i unplug my surface book from the dock it will stay charging the thing for maybe like 10 minutes and then turn off the ports does it it doesn't it, i wish it did that for me it doesn't do that for me because my usb lights on the back of my monitor are plugged into my surface dock and they stay on 24/7 well, unless that's i unplug them yeah, That's I don't strange. know. It's a, it's it's it is strange, um, but I guess I just have it easier then because um, currently for me it's lightning for the phone and the watch has its own cable too, um, and then everything else is either USB or Surface. I'm in the same boat as you. I just I think I have a lot. Maybe I have more devices than you. I don't know. That can't be right. That can't be right. 
if anything, it's actually easy for me because my headphones are lightning as well because they're yeah. the, the Beats. Yeah, my, um, so my headphones are USB. I mean, so I'm actually looking at my desk right now. So this wasn't intended, but I have a number of devices on my desk right now. I have a Surface Book 2, a Surface Go, a um, Xbox controller, my Kindle. You have such a lovely desk, though, in terms of spaciousness. So, But that's, you know. like, that's like all my devices, pretty much. All of the device. I mean, there wasn't. It wasn't intended. It's not like I put them on here because I was. I was going to count them. Oh, maybe this like, time. Yeah, get all the devices out. But, <laughs> but I think those are probably the devices that I tend to use the most. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm too dissimilar from you, right? In front of me right now, or on the charging desk, I have my uh, two sets of Beats X headphones connected by Lightning. I have my Apple Pencil, which is on charge. Um, my USB battery pack, which I very rarely have to charge, but it's just because I was away in the in the USA last week and I used it all up. Um, my Kindle, and then my iPad Pro, um, and then I've always got my what my phone and my watch, but I don't really charge them that mm. often. Like they get charged up during the day, uh, sorry, during the evening when I'm asleep, and that's it. So I don't really have that many devices. Although having said that, I'm looking at my Surface Book, which is not at the charging station. I, I've got that, yeah, like. I don't know. I like. I have this thing at my desk, and yeah, it's there for like emergencies or if I need to charge something while I'm at my desk. But I very rarely seem to be charging stuff here. Like the my MacBook, for example, is always plugged in, so that always just is charged. Um, my watch and phone get charged overnight. My iPad is probably the one that lately I've been charging more, but I'll just probably use the MacBook charger or use the thing at my desk here if I need to. But then, like, everything else, my AirPods never seem to die. I just occasionally put them on charge. My headphones, they just go near the, the charger or near the vape stuff. So, I don't know, everything seems to be alive. I will say that the Apple Pencil, the new Apple Pencil, being part of the iPad and charging that way is amazing because it never dies and is always pretty much 100%. And you never have to go and find it or get a specific charger or plug it into the end of the device or whatever. Like, it's just there. So that is a massive improvement in terms of reducing a charging situation. Yeah, because because it was device. really it was really bad actually because you have to charge it quite a lot, don't you? The old one with the old one, yeah, it's because it, it was always it was always connected by Bluetooth. It just die, I guess. But I mean, the other one, like, I will say that the um, the ability to charge the old one from the iPad is actually is a good thing considering the situation it was in. Like, it, yeah, it wasn't ideal, like, oh, this is not the way, you know, it wasn't the way to charge it, really, You because it came with a lightning, you know, um, converter. But having that ability, say you're on a train or whatever, and it's like, I, it's like, you know, I need to use the pencil, and um, it's out of battery, you just plug it into the device and wait five minutes and you can use it. Yeah, it's very strange, though, because, like, I, I do wonder what the what the power usage of the pencil is because with the surface pen um i know having a rechargeable battery is probably better in terms of environmental impact than having a replaceable battery but it has they have quadruple a batteries in them and they last like over a year i mean i suppose it depends how much you use it but they last over a year if if i if my apple pencil could do that i would switch from that to that like i'm sick of it i'm sick of I don't come to it that often these days, especially the last few weeks, but because it's near the iPad, 
in my bag. It's just dead all the time. But surely they do similar things. I don't. I don't. I don't really I don't know. Get it. I don't. I, get it. I, I don't, do wonder what the difference is because they both connect over Bluetooth. They both have some um, buttons and things on them, don't they? They have. They have something that that um, that they're doing. They're paired to a specific device. I don't know. All I know is, I am completely underwhelmed by the when I come to using the Apple Pencil. It is bigger than the. It is bigger, like longer than the the Surface Pen, and yet it's never really got any battery when I need it to have battery. I would yeah. say that if you got the new the new iPad with the new pencil, like that problem, would I wouldn't have go yeah. away. But I don't I know. know if it's worth. Yeah, you know. uh, my pencil's always dead. I must spend twelve hundred pounds on right. on fixing that problem. I just don't. <laughs> I, I to be fair, I don't use the pencil as much as a lot of other people but it's helpful when it's there and i can just grab it and it's always charged but i, I see i see you use it yeah like but i don't I use see it. you use it I you don't the... use it for ink no but i see I... you i see you um tapping away on the key on the on-screen keyboard and stuff yeah like yeah exactly and not not the on-screen keyboard i never use the on-screen keyboard i've seen you use the on-screen keyboard with the pen oh only like once when i've I... literally seen it I yes, the other day I had to sign a document and enter some text with with the on-screen keyboard. That is one time. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that I I have seen you use it. I know, yeah, I, know. I know you don't use it like an artist or, you know, someone I, who's constantly sketching, you? but you do how, use it. How dare you, Jules? I'm an artist. No, I have used it for like mind map stuff and like uh bear notes and stuff like that. Um but it's it's mostly just for me it's like another old like alternative to pointing with my my finger like being able to just tap the screen around like when i've got it in the keyboard case and like i'm using the keyboard and stuff is very helpful yeah and also just play with and make and make make this kind of noise is that is that on the side is that the magnet yeah yeah i um (laughs) i I, yeah i'm so jealous of that noise having said this right like I haven't really been, in a similar way to Andrew, I've not really been using my pencil that much. And I guess if I do need to use a pencil and it's dead, if I plug it into the iPad for about two or three minutes, it's got enough charge to do trouble. Yeah, it is so, quick, isn't it? Yeah. I just, yeah. um, I am thinking that, like I do obviously use OneNote quite a bit um, for my drawings but uh, and for all notes, I'm thinking of maybe trying out a different note app for drawing and figuring out how I can integrate that into my OneNote, like send it to mm. OneNote. I'm just... The only mm. problem with that is that it's no longer the rich ink. I know. Exactly. It, this is my This is my problem. Is like, I so I don't, I don't think we've particularly talked about Microsoft work, uh, Whiteboard um, on the podcast, but Whiteboard is a very interesting app for Microsoft because it is essentially a collaborative uh you know ink workspace in a similar way to OneNote but it lacks some of the features that OneNote has and currently there's no way of basically taking that whiteboard and putting it into OneNote um but I think they've they've rewritten the way that some of the inking works on it it's super nice like the way that the ink writes and they've they've uh, written in a way that's cross-platform because it works on iPad as well um you could try it but it's but you can't send it directly to OneNote. No, and it's not really... I mean, you can export it as a PNG and then mm. import it. It has some really nice stuff. Like, for example, you can do a dot grid. You can do Ooh. dark... 
Yeah, it's super nice. You can do dark backgrounds, you can do light backgrounds. It's got loads and loads of stuff that's really, really good. But because they're mm. so focused on it being a collaborative uh, whiteboard, not a one note replacement, not one note replacement, that um, it's it's kind of useless if you're using it on your own. So mm. basically, every time that I, if I use it myself, I create one. I'm basically creating a shared. It, like it's straight up to the cloud. Like everything that I do is immediately being synced to the cloud, not you know local on the device. Mm. But the ink experience is great, and I think I would really like to see them, you know, take some of the learning from whiteboard and apply it back to OneNote and just kind of fix that a little bit. Um, mm. But it's worth trying one whiteboard because it is super nice. It's just not. Yeah, it's I, I, just not I, the same as my using OneNote. My mobile. I mean, my mobile, my iPhone. Um, but I just looked at it and used my finger to draw some stuff. Yeah. I do need to... I think the thing I struggle with, with, with note, the OneNote as notebook, and it's kind of a blessing and a curse, is this like unlimited pages. I would love to just have the option in OneNote to say, hey, just give me an A4 piece of paper gridded. Cause yeah, confinement- rather, rather than the canvas being... It's not the, yeah, the the number of pages being unlimited is great, but the fact that the canvas, you can just keep going. You can just scroll yeah. to the right, scroll down, and just keep going. Sometimes you you know that's great if you want to just be continuously just. It's all this one thing, but sometimes like you want a confined space to confine your idea, so you end up doing something and not repeating yourself when you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I know exactly. And interestingly, the. Uh, oh, the old, for want of a better word, version of OneNote, the non-UWP version, um, actually supports that ability. So you oh, what? I know, I know, I know. <sighs> I know, but I don't use that version. I use the the new version. And I don't even know what they're going to do in the future because, you know, now some of these apps are Win32, some of them are UWP. Uh, it seems it seems like they need to sort some of that stuff out. But yeah, I, I completely agree that um having something more dedicated to drawing where you just say, here is a canvas and I want to draw something on it. But I also want to keep it with that high fidelity ink that could be each individual stroke can be moved or changed, yet still store it somewhere like in OneNote. Mm. I want that. 